0: This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast, get Overcast for free on the App Store. Oh, oh, the mom, mom, oh, mama, Do you have to go pee? Oh you Oh to Oh pee? <laughs> oh okay. pee. Oh pee. Oh <laughs> li- leave Oh in. Oh this Oh pause Oh All right, folks, um, we usually start with Omomomomo, you know, coming into the episode with a little bit of fun, a little bit of excitement, um, but Unji had to go pee, so we're just going to wait out this pause together, and um, yeah, I'm sorry that I haven't been here for the past, well, I I guess I was here two weeks ago, but yeah, you had two episodes with Unji by herself, I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm sure it was a great time um, but I'm excited to be back I'm here um, I'm back from Atlanta I was out there shooting a pilot and I'm sure we're gonna be talking about the, uh, about it on the podcast today but I just hope that you guys are having a great summer so far it's the end of June we're going into July okay. holiday weekend Hey. Yes, I hope you're ready for the BBQs at the pool parties or whatever the fuck <gasps> you guys are doing. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get started. Unji, uh, you're back. Yeah, all back. right, all right. You ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. 너무 Really, 촉촉하지? 아 Yeah, I'm like
1: just fresh out of shower.
0: Oh, OK, that, that looks your, your skin looks so moist and even look at my f- look at my fucking face. I, I've, I've been working in Atlanta and I think I just like was not on the skincare regimen enough. And I look horrid. Were you wearing sunscreen? I look, no, I never wear sunscreen. And I know people always say, like, you know, there's one thing you have to wear sunscreen. Yeah. And I just figured because, you know, I'm like, I'm a jacket, you know, like as, yeah, as a too. Korean. So, like, I feel like I don't have to. Is that crazy? Yes, oh. that
1: is crazy, and that is wrong. <laughs> do not do not listen to him, people. He's out here purporting false science or yeah, like right. lies. This, I what are you talking about? Sunscreen. No, at the very least, you need to wear sunscreen. Even though you're still gonna tan. Like I still tan even with the sunscreen.
0: Right. So the sunscreen's like helping it what? Just not
1: cancer. Get
0: burnt. <laughs> oh. Cancer. <Okay. laughs> what Korean do you know that got skin cancer? Because we all wear sunscreen. No, you don't. <laughs> my mom has never worn sunscreen in her fucking life. No. By the way, I saw my mom makeup. in Atlanta.
1: Yes, yes. You she got her
0: dunsuzur underneath the chibang yeah, underneath yeah, yeah. her eyes. The fat. Take out. Yeah, yeah take She it got out. it taken out, and I yeah, was yeah. like, "Where?" She was like, "Well, it usually costs forty-two hundred at the doctor." So I went to this other place where this lady does it in her house, and I was like, "What? Up? <laughs> up! <laughs> what the fuck are you saying?" And she was like, "A oh, tiny big booty, like, what's well, up?" Uh.
1: No. So she,
0: I was like, "Mom, you let someone fucking cut your face for twelve hundred dollars in their living room next to their fucking cat? What Dude. are you talking about?" <laughs> no. That is a no That's a no-no I, I But mean, you know I mean, My I mean, mom's I mean, out here Wilding out
1: No I understand My mom did the same shit Like everything is At the, <laughs> the Mijangwon Yeah Mijangwon like, Yeah Like, like, like tattoo everyone, your eyebrows At a yes! one, Like what Everyone Everything happens At the beauty salon Like it's crazy Like yeah. the Botox uh, The tattooing I'm surprised That she didn't Get this done But it's nice to know That she went to a facility Like a It wasn't inside. a facility It was not a facility It was
0: someone's Residential home <laughs> There's kimchi chicken bubbling like I know, sixty that's feet away.
1: Crazy!
0: <laughs> that's crazy. Did but it anyway, look better? I, she looked great. Okay. She had the scars, but she said the scars going away in six weeks. So, hopefully. like, I, hopefully, my I have the same eyes, the eye bags as my mom, so I know I'm gonna have to get that too. So I'm yeah, glad but- that there's a house out there for me,
1: <laughs> and that you can get such a great rate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My mom literally told me like, okay, for my 65th birthday, just give me $10,000 so I could fix my entire face in Korea. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's about it. $10,000? That's about it. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, that's about it. No, I'm not doing that. That's such a good deal. I know, but I'm not giving my mom $10,000. That's a lot of fucking money. I don't have $10,000 to give my mom. No. (laughs) You're <laughs> getting <at> the disgust <laughs> in Listen your face
1: reaction, like
0: <laughs> well I do have to update you guys on the fact that my mom you know you, you people listening to this podcast fans of the Ajima show on, know our family struggles you know my mom I've been trying to figure out a, a where home situation put for yeah, my yeah. mom yeah. where am I going to put her we're going to stash her you know and I've been talking about doing that out here in LA yeah. Very expensive. The wait is, list is three to five years long.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But See, she yeah, has really, about that. But she has about three to five years, doesn't she?
0: Who knows? I don't know how much longer she wants to stay out in New York, in New Jersey. I think she's kind of getting tired of like being alone, you know, especially after she had COVID by herself and like, yeah, yeah. you know, and not telling anyone. She, I think she's kind of sick of that. So when I went down to Atlanta to work, yeah. I did uh, have some time to visit my family. By the way, so I visited the Korean spots in Atlanta. Yeah. And I'd like to talk about them right now.
1: Please.
0: So first things first, I went to Jeju Spa. Yeah. Korean spa in like Koreatown, Atlanta, Duluth.
1: Yes. Um, what was the pro- COVID protocol?
0: Zero. Zero. <laughs>
1: Okay, good to know all right but <laughs>
0: I will say it was 75% black 25% Asian okay and that was so cool I had never seen that before
1: yeah I mean I would say even at King spa out here on some nights it's like that oh really yeah yeah like
0: I think I think African Americans yeah, really love, love yes yeah they like, and are they loving like, that like spa experience yes and just hanging out sweating it out the funniest thing i heard was this like this really cute black couple um a black guy and a black girl were in the salt room with me yeah and he was like whispering to her like man there was this guy who came up to me in the hot tub and was like <laughs> what you need and he was like what the fuck you mean what you need like man sometimes the uh, The hot tubs would get gay as hell up in here, right? (laughs) And so he's like saying that to his girlfriend. His girlfriend's like, shut up. And I'm just like sitting there just laughing. Yeah. And then he takes a beat and he goes, I'm gonna go back in those hot tubs, though. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, you know, I I like, I've like, you know, getting to know more intimately white culture, white people are the dirtiest. They are the dirtiest people. Like, they're what the least. What the fuck? Okay, we're about to get canceled
0: again. Okay. No, you see, white, you white say people like are this the, out of pocket, no, randomly. No, Peter, white people are the dirtiest <laughs> what people. What do you mean?
1: They are the, they are Their personal hygiene regimen is yeah. the least rigorous from what I have seen. There are some rich white ladies that yeah. are rigorous. They're, yeah, they, they're gooping they're it up. Yes. No, no, but they, like, they don't understand all the crevices and all the, like, exfoliation routine. But, like, that's the thing. It's, like, if you talk... I mean, black people are, like, they are very rigorous about personal hygiene. The washcloth Mm. is how Korean people do it, right? Like, you use, like, uh, Italian... like like, Yeah, Yeah. like, you use very similar. But in my experience, and you go to... You've been to Europe. It's, like, they're not as rigorous. There's nothing... They're, there's. They don't come from a culture of like rigorous cleansing, scrubbing, scrubbing, cleansing. This like yeah. kind of like yeah. even the Hungarians. When I went to their spas, it was just like dirty. There's no shower before. People were just sitting in still pools oh. with the idea that the salt would have some sort of curative power, and that's oh. it. There are crystals and shit, but like I'm telling you, the rigorous, the rigor,
0: yeah, to of the, the scrub. Ha-
1: Of the scrub, of the personal hygiene, the understanding that you need to scrub. There is no hygiene without the scrub. The whole cleaning is the scrub.
0: You gotta exfoliate.
1: You gotta exfoliate. You gotta scrub. You gotta soap. You gotta scrub. White people don't get that, and that's why scrubbing. Therefore, therefore, like using the three dots geometry. Therefore, white people dirtiest.
0: All right. Uh, all <laughs> opinions said from Ungi's mouth does not reflect on the Ajumba show. I just want to put that out there.
1: <laughs> I just say they don't come from the same culture. We're teaching them. <laughs> yes, are we are here. teaching
0: them how to scrub, or yeah. they're paying us to scrub them and mm-hmm. tipping us. Hopefully, but
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like when you go, and that's why I'm saying when you go to a lot of these places, you see so many black people. So many they, black people because there's yeah. simpático. There's a simpático. Okay, I didn't know that. To it, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, you know, like. In K-Town, it's not the case. There's still, like, you know, a lot of Koreans and et cetera. But um, the, the overwhelming population being black, yeah. there was – even, like, when I got off the airport in ATL, yeah. I, I walked out and everyone, from people working the ticket desk to the food court to who's pushing those, like, wheelchair people around, um, you know, driving the little carts around, everyone was black.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I was That's like, great. oh, shit. I feel safe. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, Oh, you're in charge.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm good. I, I felt like I could move about the space, you know, with ease and with, without, um, need, need to explain myself. Yeah. You know, and that felt so fucking cool. And Atlanta overall, I'm i I'm a huge fan guys. I am. And I'm going to go back to my mom thing for a second, uh, later, but it, it, I, It's the first time I've been there. It's the first time I've been to a place where I felt um, immediately charmed. Oh. Immediately. Just like the rolling highways, lush green trees everywhere. Hot as fuck. Let me tell you, muggy. Yeah. And I'm sweating through clothes, you know? Yeah.
1: You love Um, to sweat.
0: I love to sweat. Eating, shitting, just standing around. I'm sweating. You're sweating. And this, it was hard for production as well. I will yeah. say that people were <laughs> blotting me nonstop. I told them at the production meeting immediately, like, I am sorry for how much I'm going to sweat this yeah. weekend, but that's just how it is. But Atlanta, beyond the sweaty, beyond the muggy, and some mosquitoes, um, really beautiful, really I can't diverse. You were charmed. I was charmed. charmed. I've never heard you use that word before. I don't think I've ever used it. <laughs> I always used it without see. i I'm harmed. Someone's <laughs> harming me. But charm, that's never been a thing for me. I've never been <laughs> charmed.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, it, it also, not only was Atlanta so diverse, everywhere I went, even Marietta, where I was staying, it's a very white suburb. You yes. go out to Marietta Square, it was a black family, Latino family, Southeast, East East Asian family, Indian family, like every, it was almost like, it felt like it was purposeful. Like it was a mandate or something like y'all better mingle, you know, like it was really like (laughs) strange. I thought I was in the Truman show. I was like, what is going on? And you were there to
1: film something. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we went out to the East. So like the East suburbs is where like the Koreans live now. Okay. It's like Duluth. Um, Lawrenceville, Sewanee. These are like the Korean neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sauna was. We had Korean barbecue for a rap party. So that that's was really great. cool to see. I went to my cousin's house in Duluth, Georgia, oh. um, where literally I stepped into the house and he told me, uh, before we get into anything, I'm a Republican. And I said, <gasps> um, okay.
1: He said that to you up
0: front? Up front. He hugs me and he says, I'm a Republican. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, because your mom tells me you get really sensitive about this stuff (laughs) he says i respect you i respect your values and i'll respect yours and i was like fine this is your house i'm meeting at your table yeah it is what it is anyway even with that type of introduction we had a great time Mm -hmm. and turns out not to bring it back to my mom that she wants to move to georgia
1: she does. She wants to That's that she where she pref- wants
0: to be. She, she wants to be around to these little sonuthas. Yeah. My cousins, little girls, my yeah. nieces. Oh my god, I met them for the first time. So cute, so adorable. And 이쁘고. Uh, ones like a, a, a kind of like a wild child. Wait, like, is it a
1: Como or is your Como <laughs> out there or your emo out there?
0: No, my no one's out there. My okay. cousin's out there. Okay. <clears throat> my first cousin, my older cousin Hyung. Yeah. And Hyongsu, his wife, yeah. who I've never met. And their two daughters who I've never met. Okay. So this is... I saw him last when I was in high school. Wow. So it's been a very long time.
1: Okay. So then where is your... Is it your komo's son or your imo's son?
0: It's my imo's son. My mom's sister's son. Okay. So my imo lives in Hawaii. Okay.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, she's the one in Hawaii that I've yeah. always wanted to visit, but I haven't. Yeah. And my mom really loves my cousin and these kids. So she's like, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe my sister, my, my, her, her sister will come and live in a house together. Yeah. If you want to invest in a house, then we could pay for the mortgage. Yeah. Kind of situation like live in and take care of it and yada, yada, yada. So I, I I am here to announce that (gasps) we are moving towards Atlanta.
1: Wow!
0: As a home base for the family. Wow! Yes, we are.
1: Is it your mom's only sister?
0: She has an older sister, um, the oldest, and they're not really that chummy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know how Koreans be?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're
0: like, eh, arasas haro. Arasaya. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's always that. It's arasas haro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like one little thing. They're like, "You betrayed me!" It's true. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's not that deep. Koreans love to fucking exaggerate everything. Everything's like a, a life or death.
1: There's blood you know, feuds. Like- so there's blood feuds. <laughs> blood wars. Shit gets to a vengeance level immediately. <laughs> immediately, it's just like okay. <laughs> you
0: skipped fucking. You skipped hate, and then you went to vengeance.
1: Yeah, you went. You went from simmering like resentment to vengeance and it's just it's I mean it's not healthy but I mean you know it is what it is
0: it is what it is (laughs) but yeah so I like the fact that my family's finally starting to like coalesce around a space yeah you know a
1: family young children generational shit yeah
0: three generations yeah we were inside one house that's never I've never experienced that before it's nice let me tell you it's nice it felt good It felt nice. Yeah. It felt rooted. Mm -hmm. It felt purposeful. You know, I haven't had that in a long time. So my brother was out there with us. So it all felt really good. And it felt cleansing. And Unji, I got to tell you another part, probably off mic because it'll take too long, but I I got some perspective on an early gay childhood trauma. Ooh. And um, that felt good too.
1: Yeah. That's like, there's like a lot of like, Ch- chapters ending and chapters beginning in this shit
0: yes absolutely that's what it was it felt like that it felt transformative
1: yeah how long were you there was it a full week
0: week monday to monday
1: damn yeah that's a lot of shit to process in a week
0: it was i crammed in a lot as i do yeah. you love and i crammed cram. in so, some sets <laughs> At the la- yo, shout out to Laughing Skull. By the way, if you guys are in Atlanta or in the area, go check them out. That's a really great club. It felt like the ETC, yeah, but like stand up centric. Okay, like tight, but kind of like cabaret style. Mm-hmm. A little raked, like yeah, yeah. La- really bouncy laughs. Laughs. Okay, it was mwah, beautiful uh, club.
1: I, lo- I just got I just got goosebumps.
0: Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> club. You you would love it. It is really fun club. And yeah. the audience was like very like I'm here I'm out to like be at a comedy club. Like yeah. Tell me some jokes. I want to fucking laugh. Like they were like ready to laugh and ready. I mean, to
1: audiences laugh. right now are like that right now.
0: Rearing to go. Yeah. 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 How's your it's, week been? Update us.
1: Um my week has been, you know, the usual. I I've, I've just kind of been more and more like getting into everything like Getting the sleep and becoming more myself, like you know, I have uh, signed up for classes. I've been going. I had my first in person audition
0: <laughs> yesterday. Oh shit! No way. Yeah. How'd it go? Well, how would you feel? Fine.
1: It was fine. It was whatever. It was just crazy to see people. Like I kept yeah. trying to like touch people, and they were like, "Oh no, no. we're not there yet." No. And I'm like, Why are you no. <laughs> touching? Don't but touch. it was crazy to like interact with an au- actor. Mm. Inside of a scene. Yeah. Again. And like wow. sign in and go to a place and was get it ready. it for a commercial? It was for a commercial.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: It was it was surreal. <laughs> and it was super rainy. It was like raining really hard in Chicago. So it was like all the same things about like figuring out life, like the outdoors yeah. and like how to getting engage
0: back. with a society. Yes,
1: it was it was like it was um it was like the first day of school vibes. Like you're nervous. Ooh. You have to have your pencils, like all this stuff and like having your headshot resume. Like, but things were t- sold a Ew, little different. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it was like, it was kind of crazy. And, but also felt excited. It was like stepping back into life again. Oh, exciting yeah.
0: though, huh? It was like, it, it
1: was exciting. It was just kind of surreal. I don't, not really sure. I will say this. i uh hopeful. Are we hopeful? We are hopeful. And also, I'm not forcing myself to immediately synthesize all my experiences. I've been reading this book about how um, we. In, I think like inside of therapy, and like you have talked about this, and like I've experienced. I was texted to you, but. Um, my therapist said literally the same thing that yours did about how you don't have to get an A in therapy. Cause I was trying to like <laughs> like I was like, yeah. oh, I've come I've come to this realization and this realization and yeah, this realization yeah. and like I'm like uh-huh. trying to figure everything out. And she yeah. was my therapist was basically just like, you know, you can't actually um take in everything into your body because your mind has figured it out. Uh, and it's like that thing where we're all kind of talking about like what it's like to reincorporate ourselves into society what it's like as we transition back what it is to come to these realizations about like what your values are inside a pandemic it's very different to like process and then synthesize it into your body and like mm -hmm. giving yourself that freedom and that time like yeah i had that experience yesterday i don't know how i really i know how i'm Thinking about it, I don't know how I'm going to process it. Like, honestly, I it was crazy. I came out of the audition and did have to take a beat in the car being like, okay, so you did do that. Mm-hmm. And it That's was, the first one. You, you got it out one. of the way. I got it out of the way. The
0: next one will be a little less hard.
1: And then I'll just keep doing it. And, and so, then and you'll then, keep doing it. And then I'll be able to probably really process what that first one was like. Mm. You know, like. Like, the first time I went on stage and had a panic attack. (laughs) Oh, no. So, like, now me thinking about it subsequent to that, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. It was a full panic attack. I wasn't ready. I didn't have enough material. Like, it was just crazy. And now now I'm doing more sets again. It's like.
0: Yeah. You feel like you're back into it. now. Yeah, I'm back into
1: it. And so it's um, I, I think that that sort of process is just for me. And and for you too, Peter. Like it's just we were both so careful and we were so aware of what was happening and we yeah. weren't like just sticking our heads in the ground and we were like aware. We were up on shit. And it was like going from that reality to what it looks like now, you know, and that and and still in flux. It's like, well, yeah you know what what is it what are we what's the reality now and we're all li- we're like kind of processing i don't it really
0: together. know I, exactly. yeah it's we're just moving <laughs> 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 we're just in motion i mean okay let me be completely frank like we were in atlanta that no one was wearing Uh, In the production, everyone was wearing masks. In the real world, no one was wearing masks. So it was very odd. It was like, okay, this production team on set, we're taking this very seriously because it can shut shit down and we're not going to fucking do that. Uh, But outside of the set, no one was being safe. Yeah. no one was wearing a mask it om- I was wearing a mask inside of Walgreens yeah. and people like la- people at the Walgreens was like what is your deal like what <laughs> <laughs> like the person giving out the covid vaccines like stop being a little pussy like it was so <laughs> odd it- the culture is so different you yeah. know like in LA i think people are like less wearing masks and stuff but like we were still very very careful like state by state i guess it's different yeah. Or county by county, but yeah, county by county, really, Um, because we have a county, Orange County, right under us that do not believe it. They think it's a, there's like a Q one on hoax thing there, you know. Yeah. Like so, it, it it's blowing my mind. And with the Delta variant ripping through, you know, yeah. the country, uh, they're, everyone's saying like, okay, let's just be a little less cavalier, mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. You know, we still don't know. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm on set and we're creating a show, hopefully to get picked up. Right. And it all feels present and we're creating and there's energy. And, you know, like every day felt so exhausting, but so good. And, you know, that feeling of like, God, you put in that good work where, yeah. you, you, where you lay your head down on your bed and sleep catches you immediately because you earned it. Wow. You know, like, oh, it's oh, that that feeling. That feeling feels good. So for a while, I forgot. You yeah. know, like that we're operating under this thing and like we're we're out here. Industry must go on. You know, yeah. but like <laughs> but I guess it does. You know, we adapt, we figure yeah. it out you know we this thing keeps going through us until it becomes something mild i guess and then the next pandemic like it's i guess that's kind of our thing now like we're like we're like pandemic people
1: (laughs) 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 that's our new thing that is our new thing that is that is that is the new reality and so, yeah. like, as we're all adapting to it, and like, what we it looks are. like to not just be shut down, but like live in the world as pandemic as pandemic people, you yeah. know, like, yeah, pan people, pan people, you know, like, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, it is it is surreal, and also, but it's how about this? It's no longer surreal because this is our reality.
0: It's the real. It's real. It is.
1: It is real. So it might be
0: surreal yeah. compared to what happened before uh, COVID-19, but yeah. that world doesn't exist anymore. Correct. Like, we have to <laughs> we have to grieve that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to just let it go. You have to let that fly. Yeah. You have to let it go.
0: And I then, think it's yeah. uh, poetically, like, mwah, perfect that Trump was the end of that. Yeah. And he really ushered us into a new era, a new reality of multiple realities.
1: Oh my God. I mean, it is even his like presence, like the fact that he's not on Twitter anymore. It's just like the way that he has receded from the cultural memory. It Uh is so interesting because like the fact that he's not on Twitter and how he's trying to
0: crawl back and the attempts he's making. I've been reading some articles about how like QAnon people are like, we still love him, but he needs to say some other shit. <laughs> Wait, how was
1: the interaction with the Republican cousin? It was like, fine. It was like, he just wanted to get it out of the way. So he, he just wanted
0: to get it out of the way that he wasn't going to be told what to believe or who to vote for in his own home. Which, funny enough, that's not what I was there to do. Right. Right. So, who's being the snowflake now? <laughs> you know, like, he immediately got defensive. But um, was it,
1: like, this, is this something that happened later in life, or was he always like this?
0: I don't really know, because I... Last time I saw him again was when I was 16. So, right. I didn't really know who he was. I knew he was my older cousin. We played... You know, like he kind of like fucked around with me. He teased me a little bit, but like it was just like older brother kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he showed me like MTV. Sure, like, it was like that. Yeah. But, um, I guess I always figured he'd be conservative because he was older than me and Korean and an immigrant. Right. So, and like I om I almost was a conservative. I was a conservative growing up. So I used to. I- yeah, we all I mean how could you not be? That's like what your parents are, you know? Oh,
1: I think it's just because um I was just like really big into The Contract for America, uh, big new, new I was a big new Gingrich fan.
0: No. <laughs> Not a new Gingrich fan, yeah.
1: and so uh, no. I <laughs> really thought I had a lot of good stuff to say. It wasn't, okay. you know, was like right. how to you know what everybody else was saying, and it was mostly because of small business shit, right? Like sure. with my family and all that stuff, and so yeah, you know, like it was just it would see it was very popular at the time when we were growing up, and you know, yeah, of course we were conservative, um, and then you you know relearn stuff.
0: Yeah, you learn, you learn new things. <laughs> learn the, new that's things. what I was going to say, is that my, my conservative cousin, like why I don't have a problem with him being conservative is that I think beyond politics, I, I don't think, uh, here's my theory on republicanism and conservatism. Conservatives are, are it, it, being conservative is a byproduct of an ego issue okay you know what i mean and i think being progressive is a byproduct of a ego issue as well but it's two different issues one is thinking about yourself versus one is thinking about the collective right and the thinking about yourself is conservative yeah they say family values but they're really saying is my family, my, family. That, my family that I lead as a white American man. Yeah. It's not a mother and mother-led family value. <laughs> it's not multicolored and different class system family value. Right. Let's keep it real. When you talk about your God evangelist, you're talking about your white God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what, what it comes down to. And when even Asian conservatives, it's an ego issue. It's an mm. issue about i'm just gonna say it that you know i don't think my cousin's gonna listen to this anyway but I don't th- <laughs> but we had a we had a very frank um i would say heated discussion uh-huh. about sadness okay sadness yes because he was we were like talking and sharing stories and he was you know like he's very self-aware and funny. And yeah. he was saying, like, you know, I was the troublemaker. I fucked up. I was the messed up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you were. Everybody knew. Um, <laughs> and then, and he's giving it to me and saying, like, oh, you were the <laughs> you were the crybaby, the yeah. sensitive one. And I was like, yeah, and I still cry. I cried yesterday. And my mom was like, oh, we would have And I was like, <laughs> And I go, 너무 힘들어서 because I'm exhausted. <laughs> and she's like rubbing my back. I oh, no, 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 no. yeah. And then my cousin, like half drunk, just looks up at me and goes, <laughs> <laughs> You fucking kidding me? And I'm like, what? He's like, you cried because you're exhausted? I've been through so much shit and I've never cried. And I was like, okay, well. Why? That's an issue. You should cry. And he was like, no, that's not what we do. We, you know, like we figure it out and you're not a fucking weak bitch and start crying. And he's like calling me weak. And I was like, okay, so how do you process when you're sad? He's like, I don't get sad. I get angry. I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking issue. You idiot. Maybe you should see a therapist. He was like, a therapist? You see one? And I was like, yeah, I have a therapist and I'm on antidepressants. He was like, what the fuck? And he's like having this whole meltdown about the fact that I get to cry. (laughs) He is telling me that he is angry that I get to cry when he doesn't get to cry. Yeah. But what I'm trying to tell him is, you get to cry! Yes! You can cry. Remember SC is it S C S or Pinker? I can cry. I can cry. Do I don't you, know. I don't get you know, like I think it was Finko. But it was so apparent to me that he needed the the internal um allowance to be vulnerable to cry i mean this guys i
1: mean this is the way these are the ways in which toxic masculinity kills from the inside as well
0: That's like what it this is. is
1: and the thing is i it kills
0: the rest of us by byproduct yes
1: product. by byproduct because like my father was like this your father was like yes. this, you, you know. Like shades of it exist in my husband. It's like,
0: yeah. you know,
1: my husband cries all the time, though. But like, I
0: mean, <laughs> good. But he and you also, record him. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you record him.
1: <laughs> but he also gets he like his. I think his immediate idea is to first get angry, though. Right. Like his what he said about I don't get sad, I get mad is yeah. to me like so one it's so korean right because like this is like the vengeance this is the reason why mm-hmm. you know because there's an idea where you know did your mom ever say this like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, like yeah. what did
1: you do good
0: that you what get did you do right cry? that yeah. you get to cry you don't have yeah. the privilege to cry yeah yeah and it's this
1: idea that like you get you crying implies that somehow you are the victim Right. Like that you something has been befallen you. Yes. Some tragedy has befallen you. Yes. You
0: you have no control over.
1: And so and therefore you get to cry. And if you are simply a fuck up, which is how most people interpret, most parents, (laughs) Korean parents would interpret any reason why you would cry. That doesn't allow you to cry. If your parents are yelling at you, they're hitting you, Like you don't get to cry, which is usually no. when this would be
0: directed at me, right? I don't understand why they're choking the cry out of yeah. us. Because that's, that's a much better it,
1: way of processing sadness than simply yeah, getting Yeah, than getting drunk and, and
0: fighting and, and acting violent yes. and only be able to be vulnerable while you're absolutely blackout drunk with your friends in a karaoke room. Like, that can't be the way. That can't. And he's – anyway, long story short, the next day he came up to me. He was like, sorry, I was drunk and blah, blah. And we're good. We're family. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I love his wife. I love his kids. Yeah. These little two nieces, I love them. And my mom loves them most importantly. So I, I, I'm glad to move forward with that. But it was a very eye-opening experience of like, oh – it's can we just like have a statewide mandatory cry? Male yes. cry, a, a holiday where men cry.
1: They go to a menstrual hut.
0: You get paid they, you get day, paid. day off. Yes. Menstrual
1: hut. You go to a menstrual hut and you have your fucking male period. You yes. fucking cry it out.
0: Cry it out. Please. Cry it out.
1: You go to the hut. You go to the yurt. You go to a teepee. You go to an RV. And you go in there and you turn on some fried green tomatoes, <laughs> steel magnolias, <laughs> die hard,
0: whatever yeah. fuck you want to watch. An and ASPCA you just, ad. Yeah. Just turn it on and cry it out.
1: Cry. I mean, it's like... I ay,
0: think, ay. I what think the fuck, I also guys. think it's a
1: cosmic justice that he has two daughters that hello. are hello. Yeah. Hello.
0: That are going to drive him nuts.
1: Yes. Bringing home the worst
0: boys. And,
1: and the thing is, like, what you're saying about ego is totally right. Because I feel like so much of conservatism is rooted in this lack of empathy, this yes. lack of being able to see outside of yourself, that you mm-hmm. only see your own pain yes. and your pain is paramount to all pain. And it's like, your pain is not more important than mine. And therefore, I deserve more.
0: Right.
1: Your pain is not. And so as opposed to um, having empathy for that person. Right. Which allows you to cry, which when you are in touch with your feelings, like you can. There's no way you can't. You're not empathetic. Right. Yeah. I mean, you see the public policy implications of all of that, like how you treat drug addiction, jail, like all this right. stuff. It's like it bleeds through once you can have some empathy.
0: Yes. For yes. that. It's just always it's always like be a man. It's like that's not good enough.
1: Also, what? what, what is, that? is that? What is that?
0: What is that? Be toxic. Mm. That's what it is. It's like don't be vulnerable, fight, kill, yeah, and be the best and compete. Like it's it's old. You know what it's I mean? Actually, like, yeah, it's like it's out of let's style. Let's move on. Yeah, let's. It's been out of style since maybe like two thousand and six. Yeah, let's go. Let's move on from it.
1: Like, these are the these are the low rise genes of like. <laughs>
0: Which are back I feel I think those like pickup tees are back This like 90s um The
1: low rise gene I think is a function Of patriarchy And is fucked up um, <laughs> I think <laughs> Like no woman Should ever be subjected To that Like yeah. the fact that Hip bones were a thing When we were growing up Like oh. I don't even Like I did not even Know that was a thing did how it was supposed To stick out That's fucked up
0: Like I've never seen A hip I didn't even know I had bones in my hips Yeah <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> like it's a function of patriarchy to me low-rise genes yeah. are a function of patriarchy we should rise up to overthrow it anyone oh suppo- i love that yeah everyone right. that is supporting a low-rise gene know that you are a part of uh, a, an ally to toxic mas- masculinity you're okay. basically like louis ck so shut <gasps> up Don't okay
0: do it. <laughs> good to know i won't now i know high Don't rise or the high rise or goodbyes
1: good oh goodbye <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You guys, we're back and I got to shout out someone today. Do it. Andrew On He's yeah. the creator, writer, creator, director of Spa Night. Oh, we, my God. We, yes. um, we talked about him years ago. I think in like the first few months of our podcast, maybe Um, I'm bringing him back. It's been years, years like three, four years. Oh
1: my God.
0: He's back in, into our orbit because he is uh, slated to direct Fire Island starring Bowen Yang and Joel Kim Booster. Oh my God. I'm so excited for this. This is such, it's like a gay Korean director, uh, you know, directing a, Gay Korean writer creator of this movie.
1: Oh my god!
0: It was I remember it was an originally a Quibi thing. I auditioned for it, and then now it's a movie thing. So it's really cool and really exciting. And it's Pride Month. It's the last day of Pride, so this yes. is really cool. Shout out to them, Andron, an, You know he's been directing, editing, producing for a long time. His first short film, uh, Tour. First yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh premiered in 2012 Sundance Film Festival. Okay? Heard of it? And <laughs> he he won a bunch of fucking um you know awards and shit from Outfest and um, different uh, f- film festivals, gay film festivals, uh, straight film festivals—all of it. He's snatching all the awards. Yeah, and he's out here doing the damn thing. I
1: mean, I think this bitch is critically acclaimed. I think that's the yes. phrase. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he has <laughs> been acclaimed
0: by critics.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's crazy because I was when I saw this in the our doc Like, I just finished reading this Esquire article um, that is specifically about gay men, and okay. um, it's. It's more about how within the gay community still perceives Asianness mm-hmm. and this like you know and you've talked about it a lot, this otherness that you feel even now and, and, spe- and with this like rising anti asian sentiment and like how they're interpreting it, and like their own journeys It's a f- phenomenal article um, I'll link to it when uh, today in my insta story, but like yeah, like it it's a, it's a great article, and also it's really interesting because much like we have had an awakening a mm. lot of uh gaysian men have as well like uh, regarding their relationship with their Asianness. thank god and, and this lack of tolerance for the sort of like fetishization and racism mm-hmm. that is built into a lot of gay of the gay community you know and the yes. gay culture um it's really a wonderful article but uh yeah i was just seeing this i was like oh my god this is just going to – this is crazy that there's a movie like this that's going to just flout, flout even more. Because as, as long as there are, like, references and cultural touchstones, mm-hmm. that just mean so
0: much. Yeah, I, that's what we need. We need to be able to reference ourselves yeah. as part of the culture, not ignored or invisible – You know, it really broke my heart this year when there was that Twitter thing going out being like, your life's a biopic, who plays your parents? And everyone's like, I look like if Tina Fey met Charles Bronson or whatever, you know? And like, there's no one for us to reference. No one. We're like Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like... (laughs) It's always Jackie Chan and someone else. (laughs) Plus,
0: you know, Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh's not even that old to play my You know, like, it's just so sickening and yeah. this is the kind of stuff that we really need for us to a feel that we actually have a voice that our voice is valid not just someone's fucking sidekick or you know or someone's like plot vehicle to move you to the exactly to the, you know to crazy antics or whatever the fuck you know not the cab driver <laughs> it's i'm sick of it like it, it, Have you watched Dave? No. Dave season two. Have you watched any of Dave or no? No. Oh, I cannot recommend something more. Okay. Especially season one. It's incredible. Season two, season two, episode one. um, This is not really a spoiler because they already advertised, but he's in Korea. So Mm. it, it shows him like trying to do a thing in Korea for his like press or whatever. Okay. And it's very interesting watching it because it is commenting on how Americans look at Koreans and Korea while at the same time. Being like, ah, you you have the, all this soft power, so I would like to be part of it. You know, yes. just like shucking and dancing, kind yes. of like James Corden squealing at BTS. You know that kind yes. of thing. It's like, yes, oh yes, the commentary is perfect and it's beautiful. And the one is strong. The one uh, is the strong. The one
1: is strong. <laughs> <laughs> but the Han is stronger. <laughs> no, I mean, because it's. I I think that like you're. Completely right. Representation, like in this way, matters, insofar as like we don't have to be iconoclast. Like it 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 helps usher in a a, you know a legion of mediocres. Like I need a reference. I can't just be an exemplar. I cannot be an iconoclast. Like there are people that certainly can, but those are the only people that have been able to break through. And it's like, what about the others? What about just like a, a lady? Just about what about just the lady or like just being a (laughs) motherfucker. And that's just like out, you know, like it doesn't matter. And so like having some sort of touchstone, a cultural touchstone, a reference is so valuable just to usher and help stoke dreams, creative ones, professional ones, like what have you. Like if you're it's. You shouldn't just have to feel different. Like you can be a regular ass bitch. You should be chuggy, basic as hell, and you should be able to l- be able to reference a bitch. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: give me my Uggs.
1: Yes, <laughs> like what? I-,
0: <laughs> I I had a okay. So well, that reminds me of a very hmm important. I will say conversation I had with Representative Sam Park. So Ooh. I met up with Rep Sam Park yes. in Atlanta while I was out there. And um, here's what. First of all, he was an hour late. So I'm just going to put that out there. Sam, Whoa. if you're listening, you know you were. Ah. <laughs> no, no. Love it. He was an hour. He was a little bit late, but he didn't make up for it. He bought all the drinks, which is great. That's great. Whoa. I'm just going to put that out there because we're just, you know, let's call it how it is, Sam, if you're listening. But <laughs> <laughs> we had a really nice chat. We had burgers. We had some beers. And we he took me to this area called Midtown, which is like the WeHo mm. of, of Atlanta. And let me tell you, being a gay man in Los Angeles. Yeah. I felt amazing in Midtown Atlanta. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, in Midtown Atlanta, honey, I was a solid heads, seven. Heads okay? were
1: swiveling. Heads yeah. were swiveling. Yes, okay. I love. Yes.
0: In WeHo in LA, I am a literal toad. Okay? So I felt amazing in Georgia. Love and this it felt, for you. It was so empowering. And <laughs> hanging out with Sam really helped me, um deal with a lot of something that I've been dealing with. Uh, this kind of like overwhelming anxiety and pressure as you were talking about of not being the exemplar. Yeah. And not being the first, you know? Yeah. I've always had this thing in my head that I like, I don't know where I heard it from or where I picked it up from, it's, but it's be the first or be the best. Yeah. You know, that's how I always think about Success, yeah, and it's hard for me to be the best, so I try to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to go into spaces where I'm not welcome. Oh my god, I can see exactly your high school mean.
1: homework notes now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got. I know. What exactly. do you mean? I just can see your handwriting and like, oh my god, yeah. If you don't have, <laughs> you're not gonna be the best. You're gonna be the first. Like I know, I know, I know. Okay. Yeah. This I know your attitude. So, yeah, yeah.
0: But being the first is always so – comes with – it's a double-edged sword, right? Because you you get to navigate the experience first, but you also carry this weight with you. You're right? alone. So you're alone. And you feel an immense pressure to do it right instead yes. of just be middle, you know? Because there is – Because you will
1: be the template.
0: You, yeah, exactly. So like that's exactly that. So we – We were talking about that and he was sharing with me, you know, his struggles as the first gay and first Asian uh, voted to the uh, Democrat, Democrat voted to the state legislature. Yeah. That's a huge amount of weight. And he lives in Gwinnett County, which is the the Korean county that he is representing. And, you know, he was telling me that he was dealing with a, a, a crisis of conscience and recently he had, you know, met with his mentor and his mentor basically s- slapped some sense into him mm-hmm. saying, yeah, sure, it is that. But yeah. also look at how much the stars have aligned for you and yeah. how much, how many blessings have had to add up for you to stand where you stand. Right. Right. So use that as a way to energize you forward and to, you know, accept the challenge and accept, the you know, the, the bigness of this thing mm-hmm. and show the fuck up. This is your chance, you know? And wow. I, yeah. yeah, and I felt, yeah. and he told me that and he was like, and because my question to him is why the fuck are you always smiling?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why so happy
0: bitch? I yeah. told him. I was like you are a, you're I was like you have a you have a lot of great, you know, like smiling muscles. I don't. And uh, how are you always smiling? Why are you always so hopeful about things? And he told me the story and it really hit home with me mm-hmm. because I feel a lot of that, you know, moving in my space, f- I feel alone a lot. And I felt really inspired and I gave him a hug at the end of the night and I said, I'm really glad that we sat down and did this because, um, it feels really great to see someone just like me. Yeah. Um, also struggling. <laughs> and yeah. he said, fuck you very much. <laughs> you know, yeah. because I feel alone all day. He was like, and he told me like, you're not alone. We're not yeah. alone. And we hugged and it felt <sighs> powerful. Ooh, it felt really... What a
1: fucking Ajima <sighs> podcast moment to oh, share. So ah. it.
0: <laughs> it really did feel powerful. And for that, Sam, I really appreciate um, you and your words. And it's, it's truly empowering. Like you said, like the representation, the reference, the feeling of not be feeling alone, isolated, yeah. idiosyncratic. Yeah. You know, um, minority. That's a really powerful thing because it gives you confidence to move forward and walk with purpose and with, you know, uh, some weight, you know, some fucking cojones.
1: Yeah. Swagger. I mean, like, because the thing is, you're not you're God that because you're not alone. You stand with destiny. You stand with like all the possibility and you stand with the people that are going to come after you.
0: That's what he said. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: like that's really the, that's the gift, you know. That's really hard to imagine because that's not, that's not a bitch you can text, but uh, <laughs> so it is. Yeah, it's, a little it's, hard. It's a
0: feeling of like I I always find feel the burden of it and only the burden yeah. of it. And I think what I'm De- yeah. what I'm trying to flip is that perspective of it being a blessing rather yeah. than a burden. And, um, and I think that, that means you know really keeping the ego in check and thinking mm-hmm. about me doing anything even me even doing the worst job at what I'm doing now yeah. is going to make it infinitely easier for a younger bitch to come along right after me to do it
1: yeah and especially if you do it bad that's great <laughs> <laughs>
0: they'll be like thank god someone else is here better
1: save us <laughs>
0: save us from this mediocrity
1: i mean the bar is low it's like great to just not have to jump over it if you just step over it
0: yeah you're right (laughs) you're right not only pave the path but pave it low low yeah
1: i want that we'll be right back
0: Who got? All right, you guys, we're back with kick-ass Koreans. King. Yeah. I am so excited for this kick-ass Korean. I found him while Ooh. in my hotel bed, <laughs> scrolling through TikTok, and and I don't ever. I don't TikTok. You don't um, TikTok. It's just like I don't want to get into. I I only watch. I'm a just a viewer. Okay. And I'll just go sh- scroll, scroll, scroll. You yeah, know? yeah and i got to um and i found at joe bay music j o e b a e music All right uh-huh. he's a korean in st louis he's a young man he's uh uh i don't know how old exactly but he seems to be like high school college ageish oh, he doesn't yeah. he rarely talks and but he just um, he's a producer okay, and he's creating multiple genres. He plays lo-fi music. You know what that is? Yeah. To it's what I study listen and, to, and study. relax to? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. what I li- listen to when I write. Yeah. Lo-fi so
1: beats w- to re- study and relax to? Yes. yes, I love that yes. yeah
0: <laughs> So when I first heard him on TikTok, I was like, oh shit, this is like my study music yeah. or writing music. And then I went deeper and he, he gets like really into like soulful r Like he plays all these it reminded me of Eric because he plays all these instruments keyboard guitar bass uh fucking drums and he's on the uh the horn the trumpet like he's wow. really like laying shit down okay and he he makes his own beats he's like and he he created this whole video um about like exactly on how he creates a song and it really blew my mind for, like, a, a newbie, a, someone who doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. It really gave me, like, a clear insight into, like, oh, this is what producers do. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I never know what, like, if they're, like, oh, yeah, producer fat beats or whatever. I'm, like, <laughs> um, what does that mean? Like, what does that actually mean?
1: How are these fat beats being produced? Yeah.
0: someone, like... Tapping it out, or what yeah. is it? You know, <laughs>
1: and they're going a uh, a Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and someone else like codes it. Like I don't understand how <laughs> it happens, but he really showed me how that happened. So I thought that was really cool. Um, he also does a lot of collabos, especially with other Asian American artists. Cool. Um, uh, uh, look, look up this one with Thomas Lang, beautiful, silky R&B voice, Ooh, young, slunky. young Asian guy. Like okay. there's these Asian Americans, like really just cool artists. I think they're like all Christian. Um, yeah. It's like, okay. but it's not like praise music. It's like yeah. Christian boys making music. Okay, it's soulful. It's cool. Look okay. it up. That I'll is that I've been
1: looking up. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kick ass.
1: Oh right. I mean, I I will say the Gen Zs, like the Youngs, really are doing stuff. Like they're, they're doing.
0: Like, they're really talented. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: I it's, feel putrid.
1: I, I mean, truly, really, like they're <laughs> really doing things out here. I've, yeah. Every time I see them, I'm like, okay, I do have to mute this because I will spiral. Yeah. Um, but thank you. <laughs> Okay, my kick-ass Korean is um, there's a it's like based on this um, series on um, ondemandkorea.com. It's like it's I don't know. It's like Korean Netflixy. Like it's like on-demand videos and stuff. Mm. But there's a series called Against the Odds CEO, and it features Korean American entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, it's basically cool. like an infomercial for whatever their comm- their businesses, whatever. Mm. But it was very interesting to watch. And there was this one guy, he's older, his uh, his name is uh, Gyu, Jun, Gyu San jo, uh, or Cho Gyu San, right? And mm-hmm. he's like an older dude that moved to the States in the late not, late 70s. He uh, started in Minneapolis, where his sister was living. And then he like basically started a business called Sons Rock and Roll. And it's like a rock and roll store that opened up in Minneapolis. I was like, became very famous. And then he okay. opened up something called the Pines resort in, uh, Oakhurst.
0: Mm.
1: And it's in California. It's a huge resort. And what's interesting is the reason why, you know, it's a, it's a, whatever, um, business, it's remarkable that they were able to survive after the great recession in 08, 09, and then surviving the pandemic. But what this, like, whole series kind of called into mind was, like, the tradition of, like, Korean-American business in this country, like, that you and I have both mm. experienced. It's, like, and most of our listeners, if you're a a, a Korean or a, even a Fokker, like, it's, it's this idea that, like, when you come here with no other education, no other means, no other infrastructure, you can't get a fucking job, right, which is what everyone would want to do and get insurance, but you, like, kind of make your own way, this, like, sort of... Mm hard scrabbleness that is built into the immigrant experience is this it's so deeply rooted in entrepreneurship like fucking making your own way it does lead Mm. to certain levels of toxic masculinity as is evidenced
0: (laughs) by everyone that
1: we know um (laughs) because if i could do it right because it's so hard i mean like small businesses fail all the time and then you think about like all the korean american businesses that you know that have succeeded Right. It's remarkable. Like, like,
0: I mean, it's a community, you know, like immigrant small business. It's propped up by the community for the community. And if once you start taking that community apart, it becomes a different thing. You know, so this like, guy
1: is like, he, but he's like employing white people. That was the thing that was crazy to me. Whoa. It's like, it's a white business. It's like a resort that like was famous and is like at Bass Lake. It's like, you know, California outside of fucking L.A. is mostly white. and It's so,
0: rural and white. It, it's yeah. rural
1: and white. And so like he took it over because he just went there and was like, I think this would be nice. He had run okay. a hotel. He had run a hotel before, like a chain. He'd own uh, like a mailbox, etc. Like he just has started and sold businesses throughout his entire life and he just saw this thing and it was like he's you know old and he's just like this was a dream this is like a boom you know like he was just like
0: wow wouldn't
1: this be nice you know and he's living in california it's like nice i kind of
0: have that spirit i could feel that i kind of have that spirit one day like i want to like build something and just be like i want to have a restaurant
1: yeah like i mean like going somewhere and being like this would be nice and then he just made it happen and like he made all of his money and like late in life he made this choice and it's incredible. like, it's incredible. And the thing is, like, it's also not an unusual story, right? That was a part. Like, that was like, outside of this, like, basically everyone being white, like, all of his staff and stuff, aside from his family, is white. Like, when you see this infomercial, weird. it's it's really weird. Yeah. And they, uh, there's like 150 employees, everyone's fucking white. Yeah. And it's like an Ajashi, like, straight up Ajashi. That's just yeah. like, yeah. and the thing is, just, these white people talking about, like, employing and being an employee of this resort because there's not that many employers in this rural area. They're like, everyone knows the choice.
0: That's what she was saying.
1: She's like, everyone knows the choice and they want to come and work here. And Aww. it's like, yeah, that's what that's I mean. Incredible. It is incredible. So that's my kick-ass Korean, but also the it's also a kick-ass Korean. It's a nod nah to the spirit of Korean American entrepreneurship in this country.
0: So that's Aja! I mean. yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks guys for listening. Once again, we love you. Check out the Patreon if you have some Kwan. Donated. Um, there's exclusive uh, interv- not interviews, in- exclusive audio and uh, merch and all that kind of stuff. Thank you to the new Patreon members. We love it's you true. so I so mean, much.
1: If, if the Patreon, if only to just listen to Peter Teeter close to ruining his Hollywood career every, every single, single time, every single episode. <laughs> like if we had we if we had I'm so videos, blessed. We don't
0: have a critical mass of Patreons.
1: <laughs> because truly, like if you see my face, if we ever record this, you would see my face being like. No! (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) And we know we can edit, but we never do.
1: We never do.
0: (laughs) Because you know what? I love living on the edge. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Audio.